Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Changes, feelings, and adapting to the new. Sometimes life changes so fast that we don't have a moment to sit down to process it all. That's how I felt in the past few weeks as my daughter Alex headed off to college and my son Noah started kindergarten. On today's podcast, I sat down with Coach Michelle to vent a little about how I was feeling and have her coach me through these challenging, life-changing moments. Thank you for listening. As always, please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. This is uncomfortable, Hitty. <laughs> she said that because finally we removed the uh, the screen that was between us. <laughs> did you record me saying I that? I did. Oh, That's wow. a great start to the podcast. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> so now we have to actually look each other in the eyes uh-huh. while we do the podcast. It's, it's this is not weird. easy. It's weird. Yeah. This is a new <laughs> setting for us. So if we sound awkward today, that's because we removed the screen and we actually can see our faces. Mm-hmm. This is new. I also still have no idea what we're talking about either. No, so. we'll find out. Don't worry. <laughs> well, you know, dude, the summer is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a lot of changes in the past week. And I was um I was telling Corey, I said, like, I'm sad. Like, I'm sad that, like, Alex has gone to college. Oh, yeah. Noah starts kindergarten tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this normal? Like, you know, you don't really hear people talk about it. So I think today would be a good day to talk about it. Yes. You know, uh-huh. and I think a lot of dads in particular hides it or don't talk about it a lot, but I'm weird, right? I'm different. So <laughs> I, I don't mind talking about it and sharing how I feel. And I'm really, really sad, especially about like not going to kindergarten. Yeah, it's it's a big change. It, it is. is. Yeah, I've been this week. I've been reminiscing a lot to when Ethan first went to kindergarten. Mm. I decided to clean his room. I think I've told this story before. So I figure, oh, you know, he's at school all day. I'm going to clean this messy room. And so then every preschool paper that I pulled out with, you know, like, I love you, mom on it Mm. or a drawing, I just cried my whole day. (laughs) And then before I knew it, it was time to pick him up. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's all the time I have. Like, I felt like I had a month, but I really just had a few hours to get the room clean. And I never got it clean. And I cried all day. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was fine after that. But yeah, it just feels like such a big change. It is. And. I just, you know, like, I know every parent think this, like your, your kid is the most special kid, right? Like that's the way we should look at our own kids. That makes you a good parent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just don't want him to lose his uniqueness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause like, I get it. Like he loves to dance. He loves to sing. He's just very, you know, on a scale of one to ten, he's 12 all the time. He's just happy. And I don't want him to get picked on because he's different or like, he, I don't want I don't want anything to change him. I don't want him to have a bad experience. And I know that's unpreventable. Like, in life, he's going to face that. But, like, I just want to enjoy his innocence just a little while longer. Right. And I feel like throwing kindergarten into the mix is going to change him. And that's my fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, that's yeah, I totally understand that. But, yeah, from... T- take it from a seasoned mom here with a <laughs> with a unique child who always gives, you know, it's either 5,000 or zero. <laughs> Let me guess. You're talking about Gabe. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, wait, you mean Amelia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
we'll think about it here too. Just when we get a, a group of kids in, their personalities still come out. It might. There, he's going to be different in school just because mm-hmm. he has to be. You know, it, it's not that freedom that you have at home where you can run around with a microphone all day. Mm-hmm. But he's still going to stand out as Noah. He's still going to be Noah, and those things will still, you know, th- he'll still shine in all of those ways. Uh, and kindergarten too, I think, brings out a lot of that really good personality too. So, yeah, I, I understand so. all of the feelings that that you have, and and also it's a change for your family. It's a change in routine. But eventually you'll get used to it and you'll say to yourself someday, like, well, what did we do before you went to school? (laughs) You know, it'll just become that much of a norm that you won't even remember what it was like beforehand. But it is hard in the beginning and those transitions are challenging. I mean, our whole entire household is kind of changing with Alex moving out to go to college. Mm -hmm. Although we've already I've already seen her twice since she went. (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) she was home yesterday to do laundry (laughs) and we took her out to dinner on Friday. But like the whole dynamic is kind of shifted. You know what I mean? It's just very different and and what a like two separate milestones usually don't people don't experience at the same time at the same time yeah you know I what think i mean like one going lot. to college one going to kindergarten it's it's been kind of like emotionally taxing mm-hmm. um and i don't know i it's just like it's hard to describe it you know what i mean but i feel it right everybody listening feels it too and they're yeah. they're i'm sure applying it to their own situation yeah, I now. hope so. And um, it's, I don't know. It's not a lot of people talk about it. So I kind of thought, like, why don't I just bring bring it up to the table? Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes talking about it in itself helps kind of process all those thoughts and feelings. Right. It just feels different at home, too. And I think Corey feels that a lot more than I do because, you know, moms, I think, feel let the feelings reside within themselves a lot more than guys right. do. Right. I think um, we take it on as our our job, our responsibility. And all of a sudden the kids, you know, don't need us anymore. And it's not that they don't need us. It's just that our role changes as the mm. kids get older and as they as they move out. Like with Ethan, when he went to college his first year, it was it was hard to drop him off. But he was only an hour away. Mm. Now he's three thousand miles away and yeah. my passport isn't even updated. So I can't even get to him right now mm. if I wanted to. So that's a big change in just three years, too. How, so how was how is that process going for you? Well, he Ethan adapts so well to things that he makes it easy on on us. It's mm. hard, and I missed him. I, I cried way more than I thought that I would. I had no idea Aww. that I was going to feel that way. It's a little scary right now, too, to send somebody to another country not knowing uh, if everything could get shut down again. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that was my biggest fear for him. Uh, but yeah, he Ethan's the kind of person that can really thrive in any situation. So he makes it easy and he kind of sets the tone for that. Then I even asked him the other day, you know, do you get homesick? And he said, well, I like home and I like being at home, but it's not like I feel a void when I'm not there. I just mm. he just he finds his place wherever he's at. All right. So. Yeah, so that's nice. But even so, all that you're talking about, one of the things I'm going through right now, I still have two at home, but they're so busy and, you know, their friends are driving, they're playing sports. So my house all of a sudden got quieter too, mm. even though they still live there. It's very, mm. very quiet. There's a lot of moments when I'm there alone or when there's no kids there at all or when they're there. They have all of their friends there, <laughs> so yeah. it's either so one it's not extreme. Like you have them, you know. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it changes, and I guess you know, 
my kids being older too, that's what I can share with you is that things will change and you'll go through lots of ups and downs as, as Noah grows. And, and Mm -hmm. there might be times where, you know, so even with Amelia, you know, she was always loud. She was always like, here I am. I'm Amelia. Mm -hmm. I'm here. And she did that in school too, but then they go through phases. So maybe different years, they're a little quieter, maybe with different teachers, uh, you know, some they feel more comfortable with, some less comfortable. It's so it'll it'll ebb and flow, but nobody's ever gonna take the Noah out of Noah. All right, let's hope. I mean, you know, I've gotten to experience so I have this weird situation as a stepdad, you know, mm-hmm. like I have ages ten to eighteen covered. Like I've gone through it once. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But under under ten, I'm going through it for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, usually it's <laughs> you start at zero and then you go up. <laughs> right, you know right. I mean? So like I have ages zero to five covered now. <laughs> and ten to eighteen. But between five and ten, that's unknown territory right, for me. Right. So I'm not really sure what to expect. That's I don't true. Especially this change of him going into kindergarten and the public school systems. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a little bit i i'm not gonna lie like personally i am a little bit skeptical and worried mm-hmm. um and and it's like especially in today's times and especially as diversity and inclusiveness inclusive inclusiveness cons- conscious that i am around here i am very very skeptical and concerned and i hope i hope that that's not the experience that he has mm-hmm. but you know, I can't help but to be that way, especially in, in, in a small town that we are. I just have never felt comfortable in that regard. And that's always been my mission here is to make sure that we promote that and we provide that because I feel like that's an element that's missing. Mm-hmm. So I just hope, you know, because because he's half Asian, half American, that he doesn't get picked on that because he likes maybe, you know, some things that, typical boy wouldn't like that he doesn't get picked on that i i know these are like fear of a parent Mm -hmm. that maybe somewhat is unreasonable but i could also see it happening that it makes me a little nervous and i just hope that you know that it doesn't happen right you know that's the tough part right that's, that's what i keep thinking about and i don't know it's just like i don't know it's it's hard to explain i i really am uh I get nervous talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know? I can see that. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to explain it. So it's one of those topics that like if somebody was in a similar shoes I, as I am, I feel like they would understand. Mm-hmm. But as a person who's not in that shoes, I know that it's it's a hard concept to understand. Right. And in this podcast, we've never shied away from it. So I think I own it to the listeners to be completely transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see a leadership of a group of people and I don't see any diversity within that leadership, I become very, very concerned Mm -hmm. because the perspective is not very diverse. It's coming from one perspective. And so when I look at, at the the local school district leadership and nothing against them, I don't know them very well personally, but just by looking at them, I get concerned that like the voices of the diversity and minorities may not be even considered mm-hmm. because of where they come from and, and, and then who they are. And that's what I makes me worried is that, like, is my child going to be treated well in this school district? I hope he is. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I, I do. I concerned. do. And not, I, of course, I don't have the same issues and the same 
background, so I can't speak from that level, but I know I had the same concerns with Amelia going in Mm -hmm. with diabetes. Um, I worried about, would she fit in? Would she be made fun of? Would she be well taken care of? And I know I, I personally can say, I think our district handles things very, very, very well. So hopefully that'll be the same experience that, that you have. And even if there were some bumps in the road, which I mean, everybody has, I feel like, you know, we, we were able to work through those and we were able to make sure that it was the best experience for Amelia and the whole classroom. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. The other thing that I've noticed as a parent too, and I, I think probably anybody out there listening can nod their heads to a lot of these feelings that we have, as long as we don't pass them on to the kids and don't Mm -hmm. put it into their minds they um, have this amazing way of of rising above it Mm. too so even if there is a little bit of that because I think it's natural for kids they 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 hit ages where they notice that other people are different so and you know race could come into play uh, hair color could come into play anything you know something that makes them them stand out maybe somebody is very very intelligent maybe somebody's struggling a little bit more all of those things unfortunately kids start to notice and then they start to point out but we as parents how we teach them to handle those situations and to to be confident in themselves and be happy where they're at too. I think that'll make a big difference mm-hmm. with Noah as he goes into school and you know uh so that we're not pointing those those things out. Right. Uh just, you know, sort of letting him go. Yeah, unfortunately it is a life lesson like you mentioned earlier. We're always going to have those people who work against us but Noah has such a good uh, spirit and energy and and I don't think he's come like in any of the other things that he's done right like soccer dance yeah he's he's very social Mm -hmm. Um, but I've also been like a lot of things that he's done I've been able to be part of true okay you know what i mean like dance Mm -hmm. i'm his soccer coach when he takes dance classes it's here right um to be honest with you, like, I don't know that if I would have felt comfortable sending no into some dance class and dance schools, depending on like what I see, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if it's all like girls color based and like, I'll probably say like, this is probably not for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are only a handful of the studios that I've interacted with or like seen their just marketing side of stuff. And it's really unfair to judge the book by its cover, but that's what marketing is there for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That like I would feel comfortable sending a boy dancer into the studio just because of what they portray. Like if it's going to be predominantly focused on the girls, then like why do I want to send my kid into Mm -hmm. their dance schools? You know what I mean? Like it's it's that kind of situation. That's why like I when I try to promote stuff, I'm very, very try to be conscious. And then I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I try to be aware of that um, and, and make sure that I take that into consideration um i guess it's like you know part of it is i'm a i'm a victim of a hypersensitive world that we live in today Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and then i feel like um i'm a hypocrite for talking about this because over the weekend we had the peer leadership training with the kids and uh, for those of you that's listening peer leadership is the program that we've designed for the students in our dance program to become a leader the process of becoming a leader Mm -hmm. and we you know the qualification is ages 12 plus and they've had to dance with us for like two to three years and it's not just like you know when you think of 
leaders in classes and we're not talking about kids that just that just stands in front we like actually spend time training them on and talking to them through the process and year to year we see progress in that role of leadership one of the activities that we did was we had a piece of paper and in the front uh, and i divided them up into even number of groups and i asked them to write the things that they have in common mm -hmm. and i gave them about 10 minutes and they listed all the things that they have in common in the spurt of a moment, I also thought about, okay, in the flip side, and after that 10 minutes was done, I asked them to write things that they all have in uncommon. So let's say there was a group of four of us, and your favorite food was pizza, and mine was ice cream, and another kid was hot dog and, and a burger. We can write all our um, favorite foods are different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like if there was a duplicate, then they couldn't write it. They had to find something that was totally different between the group members. Okay. When we did this exercise, it kind of, and then I kind of thought in my head, like, this is going to be a hard list to come up, right? And it was true. The list of things that they have in common were way longer than the list of things that they had in uncommon. Mm -hmm. Which, to a point, which allowed me to say, like, guys, like, if we really look closely, we have a lot more in common than things that's uncommon to us. And, and sometimes it's easy to focus on the uncommon, but if we really look hard to connect with each other and find the, that connection, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be that difficult. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like a hypocrite talking about what we just talked about by, because I, I had a separate conversation with the kids. And to be honest with you, I don't think either or is right or wrong. I think we just need to find that like centered balance because mm -hmm. You know, sometimes things that's uncommon is things that what makes us unique. And mm. those are the things that's important to individuals. Uh, so those are important to honor and respect, too. But in the meantime, we also need to focus on the common things that connects us and kind of drives us forward and, and then allows us to, you know, to work together. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, it's we, li you know, I um. I'm kind of jumping all over the place in this podcast, which is very normal. For us. <laughs> I had this conversation with uh, one of my friends. I said, you know, right now we are seeing the extremes of either end, you know, like when the whole black lives matter movement happened. Mm -hmm. And this was one of my really close friends who's black. He said, you know, like it's right up in your face right now, but this is not going to be like this forever. It's going to calm down. And some somewhere along the line, we'll find the middle ground. And I think I see that happening in so many different places. Mm -hmm. We are very hyper aware, hypersensitive. A lot of people are afraid to say the wrong thing. Yes. So then they try to say what they know to be the best thing to say. But in the meantime, we still make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But I think I think we're at a place where it's like we're so afraid to make a mistake that we don't say anything at all. Yes. Like, so so one of the things. Um, that came up last week that made me like really is this how far we're taking there's two instances that came across in the news that i saw that made me go like wow this is like i don't understand this and i haven't had the time to kind of look into it but did you see the news about how they're changing the term breastfeeding yes to chest feeding yes okay so i'm not really so i'm coming from an ignorant standpoint of, i don't understand why they're changing that mm -hmm. yeah i don't either but <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with it. Mm -hmm. I think breastfeeding is an act of that that the, the female body can do mm -hmm. that a male body cannot. Right. And and I I don't know if there's, I don't I'm not really sure where that came from. Mm -hmm. 
but I have a really hard time understanding that that's like a to me that's like a respect to the women's body to be able to do that right um and then I I, I don't know why that change had to make right to be yeah made. now I want to research that more I saw I that do too come and, and, and my initial question was like why mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then there was a, a news article in, uh, or there was a, uh, there was a news in ESPN that talked about the baseball player Shohei Ohtani, and one of the um, the announcers or the commentators uh, says something in an accent, uh, and and then that that they referred it to as that's a form of racism. Mm. And to me, I'm like, I think that's just a territory that comes when you're from a foreign region. Like mm. I. I never would have considered that as a racist remark mm-hmm. that somebody was talking to me in an accent. Now, if somebody was doing that in a harmful way, sure. tried to hurt me, sure. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, some things are have just been long. Ex- and like, I I would never never taken that as like, oh, somebody was trying to hurt me. I mm-hmm. think they were just trying to find like. I think some people have the intention of trying to connect with somebody so then the only way they know how to connect with somebody is try to create a laughing moment right right and so so that was their attempt Mm -hmm. so was could he have done it in a better way i think so but at the same time i can see through the intention and be like yeah yeah like i see what you're trying to do like you're trying Mm -hmm. to connect with me even though it might not have been the right thing to do i appreciate that attempt i appreciate that effort I think there's danger in just calling something like, oh, that was wrong. And then and I don't know. I, I, I really struggle to understand it sometimes. Um, and I want to voice that for those of you who kind of feels like you're in that same spot of like, I want to be politically correct and I want to be with the world, the changing world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like some things are being taken to the way extremes yes. and not being considered the rest of mm-hmm. um, why these were right. or the, the, why these things were the way they were. Yes. I always say like if s- something is done for the longest time and you can't explain why that's been done the longest time, then it's time for, for, for it to change. Mm-hmm. But if some things have been done the same way and there is a reason as to why it's been done the same way, then maybe that's something that you should kind of at least keep in mind, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of just saying, this doesn't make sense. I'm just going to scratch it. Right. Right. Yeah. I just went on. Yeah. You went way off there. (laughs) (laughs) So Noah's starting kindergarten tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what do you think about all this? (laughs) That's a whole lot. It's a whole lot lot to unpack there. Yes. 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 No, I think Noah's going to find his place in the world. I'll pull us back in here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh and yeah and i i'm 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 hoping i think with his personality it's so amazing it's so he's just such a cool kid that he's just going to stand out as somebody who just is this this vibrant personality in the classroom so that's what i'm looking forward to mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i hope so too i hope you're right yeah, I just um, I think so. And I think he's so well accepted anywhere that I see him. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it from the perspective that you're you're generally involved in a lot of the things that he does. So now, you know, that letting go is going to be tough. But also remember, you know, Noah comes from, you know, a really good family base. You guys love him and support him. And, and you've you've got him to this point, you know, just enhancing everything that is Noah. So, yeah, that's just going to shine once he gets there. 
I hope so. Plus, don't forget, he's such a smart kid, and now he's going to have that academic component in his life. So, yeah, he just, I think, is just going to take well, off. Well, see, he's really smart, and he's also very sensitive. Mm. That's the part that concerns me. Is like, I'm so glad that he's sensitive, but I just hope that, like, that doesn't become the issue as to why that he's so sensitive to certain things that, you know, he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. when somebody didn't mean to or unintentionally hurt him in certain ways. So right. I'm sure I'm sure all the parents have these concerns. Oh, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know. Even parents of adults like this one yeah. sitting here, we worry about those things. Will <laughs> they fit in? Will they, you know, will they be accepted for their uniqueness? Absolutely. Right. I don't think that ever goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just your first big experience with that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I think half of kindergarten, too, is just spent, you know, getting everybody to understand how to be good humans, <laughs> how yeah. to be good people. So. Well, I feel like a lot of the world could be used that lesson. Yes, right? yes. Let's all sit on, <laughs> pick a letter on the rug, <laughs> sit crisscross applesauce. <laughs> We're going to talk, talk about, about how to how be a be good nice. human today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How to be nice to each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> how to be nice on facebook mm-hmm. oh boy yeah <laughs> so. yes <laughs> well this was a, a you know a pretty deep podcast where i went on into a deep rant yeah Hopefully i didn't offend anybody by anything that i said oh i don't think so uh, and I, we were able to look at each other for the first time i know this big is pretty steps serious. yeah They're very big serious yeah yeah no no plexiglass Noah's going to crazy. kindergarten yeah alex is in college <laughs> <laughs> is that all we talked about today <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> there's a lot more yeah all right well thank you for listening as always and please don't forget to subscribe to our show on itunes we'll talk to you next week bye everyone